and welcome to the Meeting Your Soul podcast. I'm Farrah, your host, and I am ecstatic that you're here. Thank you for joining me. Um, I am so grateful that you um, continue to show up, or if this is your first time tuning in, thank you for listening. Um, I designed this podcast around an opportunity to be able to share my experiences and to allow the information that I've been learning over the last 10 years, in addition to my psych degree and all the spiritual texts and the experiences truly that I've lived firsthand to be able to help others on their own intuitive journey, to be able to have a deeper understanding of who they are and how you can show up for the world in the way that feels most authentic and hopefully most connected and integrated with the divine as possible. And I um, started this journey many moons ago when I was going through, actually it was before I took yoga teacher training, I just started taking, um, I was practicing yoga regularly and I really went through this very much a spiritual awakening. I went through this moment where I could see the patterns within my life. I was recognizing that everything that was in front of me wasn't necessarily all that I could see. I recognized the power of my mind. I recognized when I allowed myself to steal, still my mind and to quiet and to turn off some of that fear that I was able to tap into something so incredible that was already within me and such a clear signpost to be able to help me navigate life. Once I accessed that, I just have never really looked back, but it's been a learning curve. It's not always been easy and it's been something that has taken me and it still continues to be very much a process for me. And that's why I created the podcast because I'm like, okay, I know other people are on these spiritual paths. Other people are trying to understand and use their gifts and their intuition to be able to move around in this world. And I think for people that feel so heavily so much that it can be really, it can be a large weight to carry on your own and also can feel really lonely. Like no one else is experiencing that same thing. And I think that there's, a large number of people that are actually very much are on the same wavelength and are experiencing things as you are. And so I wanted to be able to open that door wide open to be able to be clear and open about my experiences so that you know and can recognize that you're not the only one. I've been really blessed to have a really strong spiritual community around me. I definitely found that through yoga and um, and also just kind of these paths I've been taking me on. And in all honesty, now that I'm like, in the normal world and very open about what I'm experiencing. It's been really incredible to see the people that gravitate towards me that share that they also are experiencing the same, but they just didn't know what it was or they felt like they were the only ones or they felt like they were a little crazy and like, wow, this can't be real. And they just, you know, self-doubt and just like this kind of um, second guessing kind of what they're experiencing. And so today I decided to go in a little bit deeper than I have. A lot of times I share spiritual texts or I'll share like different books that I'm reading, or I'll even just share, you know, five lessons from heartbreak. And I'll talk about something that I've experienced firsthand. And I share all of those because if we're looking for the lessons, we can always find them even in the most mundane of tasks. And when we're able to access that, when we're able to see and observe what's going on around us from a more neutral point of view, then we recognize that the universe, God, our angels, everything around us is constantly communicating with us when we're allowing it to and being available to it. So that is why I'm going to talk about intuition and intuitive gifts, because I think it's something that a lot of people have and they don't recognize that they have it and they don't necessarily understand it. And so this will give you a clear idea of what yours might be and how you can then utilize that within your daily life. So I'm going to be referencing Catherine Allen's um, A Little Bit of Intuition quite a bit. If you haven't read this, if you're curious about it, it's on Amazon. I found it. It's a really easy read. I kind of breezed through it. But I found like a lot of really um, helpful tips. At least I felt like they were really helpful um, when it comes to listening to your intuition and understanding your intuition. And when I talk about the clairs, it actually is translated into clear abilities. And this kind of intuitive information is received. It's pure meaning. It's not a personal project or a product of rational analysis. And I think that a lot of times in life, and I remember this when I was young in like high school and I would have a little, I call it little pings within me. So I'd get a ping and I'd be like, oh, I don't think I should do that. Or I don't think I should leave. Or this doesn't seem right. Or um, I don't know, like, you know, that person gives me the like willies or something like that. And 
I just started listening to it and I always felt like it was God that was speaking to me in a way or spirit that was speaking to me. And I think that that is a path or an expression of how we access that. But I think that these messages can come through in a lot of different ways. And it's not just what I always thought was just for me. What was this like little thing or like, I'm, so I'm clear audience. So I will hear, um, which goes, it makes make me sound a little crazy. So just roll with me on this. Um, but I hear very clear, concise messages. And so when I was younger, I would get this kind of sick feeling in my stomach, which I like was just reading about this in this book. And she was like, you know, fear can be a tricky one because sometimes we can project our fears onto people or onto situations um, and then think that it's an intuitive inclination when in actuality it's our ego that's like piping in that's into a certain extent confusing us um, or is then kind of manifesting whatever we are afraid is going to happen into thinking that it could potentially happen nonetheless but there is also an opportunity for our intuition to speak to us and to be able to protect us in a way and I think you know my one of my teachers always say it's your spidey senses be aware be in tune pay attention and trust your gut like whatever your gut naturally pulls you to trust it and so when I'm thinking of in high school I remember like I was at a party I was a little bit of party girl when I was younger full disclosure um and um, might still be. <laughs> um, anyway, um, I so I I like to have a good time. Anyway, so I was at a party and I remember I was there and I was like, ah, and I felt sick. I felt nauseous, which is usually a good sign something's not right for me. That's one of my big signs. It's I have a physical reaction, and I was like, I feel like I should leave. And I everyone be like, where are you going? No, don't leave. And and it's really hard for me not to. I'm also an empath, so I constantly feel the feelings of other people around me. So like me distinguishing between what someone else is feeling and I'm feeling has also been very much a journey for me Um, but I would feel that and then I'd be like okay I need to go and I wouldn't necessarily know why but then I would and I would trust myself in that and nine times out of ten the party would get broken up everyone got a DUI or everyone got MIPs or um, some someone got hurt or like something would have happened like extreme like very much like this would have been like or like someone that I didn't want to see showed up and they're like, oh my God, good thing you left in. Like one of those like scenarios. And it happened so often that I like really, I like it became very much a compass for me. I was like, okay, and I got that feeling. I don't know what's about to happen, but I know I gotta go. And so I went and I, or, you know, or someone like just gave me this weird feeling or I'd be like, I don't know if I should really engage with them. And it would always be correct. And this is something that's been a constant my entire life. And I, you know, again, I thought it was, I've always been very deeply spiritual. Um, I would grow up very religious, like non-denominational Christian and always, I've always prayed, have always been very connected to God, have always, um, you know, just like saw, I've read the Bible multiple times. Um, and that was a huge part of my life. And my, my entire family is actually incredibly intuitive too. And, um, you know, my mom always had like this you know, weird way of knowing how I was feeling or, you know, a mother's intuitions like no other. And I, I hold stand by that wholeheartedly. And I know that my daughter and I are very divinely connected as well. And, um, she, or she would get me something or, you know, I would be thinking like, I don't know why this, <laughs> I like cry on every pod, especially the ones I do by myself, which is incre- like just like out of control. But here I am, um, but <laughs> showing up as myself. Um, but I, um, I remember I was going through your teacher training, and I just read Yogananda's um, the Autobiography of a Yogi, which is one of the first spiritual texts I really read, and it hit me like resonated with me in a way that I just I don't think I could have I can never put into words. And I one of these times I'm going to have to talk about the book, but it transformed the way I view the world hands down that and the power of now. And, um, I read it and it was actually the first book that Steve jobs ever put on iTunes. So it shows it wasn't just me that, um, very much felt that. And, um, I remember I was, and she goes, I saw this, she does estate sales. And so she was like, I was at this estate sale. I saw this old like wellness newsletter from like, or Nick newspaper from like the 1920s or some shit like that. And, um, she said that, uh, she was like, I thought of you. And I was like, oh, that's so crazy. And so I'm like, 
skimming through it, kind of like, oh, this is so cool. Like what, you know, what were they talking about in the wellness world back then? Like what was like the topics and what were like the psychology of it? And so I'm just like fascinated. So I'm like reading through it. I love this shit. And um, I open it up and literally right as I was reading this book, I pull it and there's a huge section on Yoganaga, who is the, the main person in the autobiography of Yogi. And it's like, he's like, this is how you access self-realization, self-actualization. This is like how you understand yourself. It's like all about yoga. And it's like pretty much like this is how you evolve and like access your intuition. And I was like jaw dropped. I was like, mom, did you see this in here? And she was like, no, honey, what is it? And I was like, you remember that book I've been telling you about that's like really impacting me and I just like feel like it's really opening my eyes to different things and she's like yeah and I was like the author's right here in this this newsletter and she goes ah see I knew that you needed it for a reason I knew that I was supposed to get it for you and I think for her it was always so natural it just felt very like it, it she didn't really think too much about it she was like but for me I was like oh you know it's like yes that's great but like if I can do, if this can be the case for some things, then like, what else can I use this gift for? Right. And so like how expansive, how kind of um, magical can I make my life? And I, I love the one, um, one of my favorite artists, it's like, fuck magic or fuck normal. I want magic. And it's like, that is like me through and through fuck normal. I want magic. I want to see the glimmers of hope and trust and connection and love and beauty within this world all the time. And it's so available to us if we're looking for it. And I think that our intuitive gifts can very much be that path for us to be able to notice it on a more regular basis. But we have to trust ourselves first and then we get confirmation and then we get affirmations that we're on the right path. But it really does start by recognizing, I think, you know, first things first, settling into your intuition and recognizing a little bit more. And I think that the only way you can do that, and I'll kind of talk more about what Catherine Allen um, in particular, she said. So it's like she brought up these three points, which I think is really true. And it's like, how do you develop your abilities? Meditation. So a huge part of this came up when I started meditating observation. So being able to sit there to be able to recognize what's going on within you, journaling, documenting what you're experiencing, how it's coming up for you. And then the patterns that you're seeing, like when I feel this, this is what it's connected to. When I see this image, this is what's connected to. When I feel this way, this is what happens afterwards. When I hear this note, this is how I am able to be reminded that I'm on the right path. Like I am, so one of the clairs, so um, a lot of times people think of clairvoyant is usually like the gift that people will bring up. I think it's just more commonly talked about in society. Um, But the clairs are quite a few different styles and ways that in our intuition speaks with us. And it means like a clear ability, a clear seeing. Um, And so we're able to then access knowledge that we feel in that sixth sense kind of way medians, channels, all of them are going to be able to access us in this different way. And that comes, that's a whole nother slew of things. But I think that each person, I really believe that everybody has access to this in some way. You just need to know what your way is. And so as you access your intuition on a more regular basis, giving yourself permission, as Catherine Allen says, to be right. People can get stuck wondering and analyzing what their intuition could mean or if it's real or not. Once you've calmed your mind and began to observe more, it's time to get curious and test yourself. Instead of having your mind on the hamster wheel as I want you to think this, if I'm right, then what? This takes you to the next level. For example, you meet someone new and interaction is awkward. You don't know why this person, you don't know this person and worry, am I judging them? What if I'm the awkward one? Why am I mirroring? And this can go on and on without resolution. The only thing you can rely on is your intuition and the brief interaction. So ask yourself, am I anxious or awkward awkward normally? If not, then it isn't yours. Did I just have an uncomfortable, awkward interaction with someone else or is it in my energy field? If yes, then ask yourself, is there a parallel between the person involved? If no, then again, it's not yours. Am I judging them? No, you're receiving a vibe and trying to understand what to do with it. You're not condemning anyone or making them a bad person. That might not be awkward every day. Finally, I would say if I... What if I'm 100% right in everything I sense about this person? Then what else do I now sense is true? Stay open to anything that comes new to you. Write it down and journal it. Developing your abilities is a process. You need space and patience. I wanted to explain that because the testing portion of my intuition has been what's really um, galvanized my strength and my 
intuition and my trust in my intuition. Because over time, I recognized how often I was correct, how often there was confirmations that were constantly surrounding me when I chose, and I, it very much was a choice, to listen to myself, to listen to what was being guided from me, to stop, to be able to pause, to be able to take it in and to notice what was going on instead of just breezing past life because it can get really easy to just get lost in the humdrum of everyday operations. And it's like letting yourself lean back a little bit and to really be able to see the patterns, to be able to kind of like like recognize the majestic nature of our lives so that you're able to access, again, those gifts that you have within you. So I think as, as you're developing your intuition, or if you're like, Vera, I don't have any of these, I think then after this, I would say try to slow down your mind a little bit. Recognize when you do get kind of a strong reaction, not an emotional reaction. Our intuition speaks very purely and it's usually very calm and like relaxing. That's why I always say like when I feel like really relaxed from it and I get this like into knowing, I'm also claircognizant. So like I get knowings. I have like this very clear understanding within myself that I know something to be true. Um, I feel like it's like Oprah. She's like what I know to be true. And I feel like that's exactly it. So like what I know to be true. And that's usually how I know it's because it's not coming from fear. It's not coming from a projection. It's not coming from a fantasy or something I'm trying to create or project and put out into the world. It comes from within. And that's the shift. That's the difference. And um, as I was saying before, yeah, it can still come up within fear. But I think that sometimes fear can be a way to protect us. And also sometimes fears can be just the worries and the our imagination kind of spiraling out of control in a negative direction. So Try not to overthink it when you're starting out. Clear your mind, start to watch it, just start seeing correlations that are occurring within your life. And then I think a lot of this will, and then note it, like keep track of it. Cause at least for myself, I feel like I can like, I'll know something, but I'll forget to write it down and then I'll completely forget about it. <laughs> and then I come back to it and I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. I just was thinking about that the other day. That was a reminder. I should be paying fucking attention. So just do it because it is helpful and it helps keep you focused, okay? And also, again, it's a signpost. It's here to guide you. It's here to support you. It's here to show you. I just watched Pocahontas. Pocahontas is such a great show, by the way. And I was just watching Pocahontas with my daughter. And, you know, the tree, the willow tree, Grandmother Willow, was talking to... Um, uh, Pocahontas about, you know, her dreams, which dreams can definitely be a signpost as well. Um, and an omen for you. Um, but it was like, listen to the wind. And that was like her like guidance throughout the movie was like, that was like how her mother spoke to her. And so she would always lean back and she would like, you know, listen to the whispers of the wind and whatever would come through that that would be the action she took. And that's how she learned how to trust herself and to trust her intuition. And that's in a children's movie, you know, like, and I think that so many cultures, this is so ingrained in them. This is a commonplace. Like, you know, I'm, I'm reading a few Hindu books right now. And it's like, that's brought up. They're brought up with this knowing this is brought up. And so I think that so many other religions, and I think with God, it's like the Holy Spirit can come through, you, you know, within Christianity, that that comes through. And that's how it speaks to you. And that's how it engages with you. And, you know, I believe that a, a lot of religions have much more commonalities than they have differences. And I think once we recognize the commonalities, I think that that's when we really get to the root of truth. It was just different points in time where people were expressing things in different ways from their point of view, from their perspective. And that's how we've kind of changed, you know, what these universal patterns are though too, even within religious texts. And that's why I find religious texts so fascinating is to see the commonalities because I've read so many different forms. So I believe that religion is again, then directing us to ourself to our inner guide, to the spirit, to God, to ourselves, which is then a part of the divine. We are an expression of the divine by, by this world. And I'm not trying to get on a huge religious talk right now. And whatever you want to believe is what you want to believe. I'm not trying to steer you in any direction. But I do believe that no matter what, you have a gift. Your intuition is present within your life. And when you access it, it will transform the way you move throughout the world, hands down, like no doubt in my mind that this will come up for you. And it's come up for a lot of people that I know and it's scary. It feels overwhelming. You might feel like you're losing your goddamn mind a little bit. Well, why? It's happened to me. 
But at the same time, it's going to keep coming up. It's going to keep reappearing. It's going to still be present. And in all honesty, it's going to benefit you. It's actually going to help you. So then it's like, why be afraid of something that's actually just guiding you towards your own self, to your own truth, to like a greater sense of love and relationship with the universe around us. And that we could also use these gifts as a way to help others as well, to really serve and really better humanity. So I'll get off my high horse, but let's go ahead and go. So the clairs is the clear abilities. When the kind of intuitive information is received, it's pure, meaning it's not a personal projection or a product of rational analysis. So like I was saying before, it feels very calm. It's like, you know it, and it just feels like I can relax. It's like my shoulders drop away from my ears. Like I just have this very like overwhelming sense of peace that like like literally invades me and I am so grateful for it and that's how I know when something's true and but different people see this and access this in different ways so clairvoyant is clear sight clairaudient is clear hearing clairsentience is a clear feeling clairalliance is a clear smelling clairgustance I don't know if I said that right. I'm going to be honest with you right now. That's clear tasting, um, which sounds awesome. Um, and then clear tangency or psychometry is by touching an object, which I find fascinating because I love to go vintage shopping and I never thought about this, but I do feel drawn to certain items. It's like I see them, I gravitate towards them. And then I've noticed that certain vendors and I get gravitated towards the same items and I love all of their stuff. So I feel like we like are on the same like wavelength and like they're feeling the same thing I'm feeling. And then they're, that's what they're pulling. So I didn't think about that before, but it's like, and I love like thrifted things in general, like furniture, all the stuff. So like, this doesn't surprise me. And then the Claire um, Claire Con, wait, Cognizance. Yes. Thank you. Um, is the clear knowing. So you may have one or all of these clairs at any given time. What matters most is that you recognize the way it's speaking to you and then learn to discern the true message as opposed to projecting fears, fantasy, cravings, and aversions. We all have them. And that's, that's the key part of this. When I really, like a few years ago, I like really jumped into my intuition and into my gifts. And I ran into some pitfalls and stumbling blocks in that process because I was recognized, I was projecting fears. I was projecting my own fantasies. I was projecting things that in my mind, I thought they were intuitive insight, but in actuality, I was the one that was manifesting that my ego was the one manifesting them instead of in actuality, my intuition speaking through me. And that was a a few stumbling blocks to be perfectly honest. And this has been like, that was before I had it even more before then. And so what I can always say is that if you're exploring this and you run into some things or you're wrong about some shit, it's all good. Like we all have it happen to us. Just clear your mind. Go back to what connects you into yourself, whatever brings you peace and brings you into more of a state of receptivity in order to be able to listen without these other intrusive thoughts coming in. And that's going to be how you fine tune it. And that's going to happen over time. And again, I still have moments where I like, is that the truth? Did I hear that right? Or am I going to shut up? I don't know. And so, (laughs) but the more that I do it, the more that I access it, the more that I understand it, it becomes easier and more and very much clearer to be able to understand and to then put into action. So we'll go ahead and go into clairvoyant first, because I think that's the one that a lot of people already know about and is a little bit more commonly talked about. So clairvoyance is the clear scene. And that's usually when people think that of psychic abilities, that's what they think of. And so the truth is that there's a lot of clairvoyance is symbol and symbolic instead of literal. This doesn't make it any less true or predictive, but it's much harder to interpret. So a true clairvoyance is a flash visual. So it's not necessarily an image. So I don't have this one. So just to be clear, I don't, I don't experience this firsthand. I know a lot of people that do. And one of my teachers used to, and so she would see an image. So she would be like, yeah, that's what I see. Um, and, and I don't know how detailed it is. I would, if, if you've experienced this, I would love to hear your thoughts and kind of how it does appear for you, because I'm very curious to hear that. Um, but a lot of people say it's like a flash or it's symbolic. And so it's not necessarily like an image of a person or what's going to happen, but maybe like, um, 
oh gosh, Tyler Henry. Um, he, he does, he's like a median for famous people. Uh, you can find him like Tyler the medium. And he would always say like, oh, there's like a monkey on its back. And that means like something's like bothering them, you know, or they have something that they can't just get rid of. And so that could be an addiction that could be, um, you know, a, a thought or a repeated pattern within their mind or programming. So there could be a lot of ways that the symbols then can transfer into something literal and applying for whatever you're experiencing. So I think recognize your symbols and what they mean for you and then notice the commonalities between them. Notice the pattern, right? So if you continuously see a particular image when something is occurring, note that and then kind of just recognize, okay, why is this coming up? Why does this keep reappearing? And like the visual flashes always has some truth to it if we don't want to project what it means and so focus on exactly what we receive. When your vision is truly clairvoyant, it will come with no emotion attached to it. And I think that that's a large thing to keep in mind and I've spoken on this a little bit is that it's not emotionally charged because usually when it's emotionally charged that usually means that it's actually maybe something we're projecting or that we're creating and so just be you know wary of that because it like I said it should feel calming it should feel peaceful it should feel you should feel relaxed when you then hear it or see it so Sometimes it's so subtle you don't even realize it could be clairvoyance because there's no emotion. You don't react, so you just might dismiss it. And I think that that's the sad part is because a lot of times people are like, oh, that was weird. And then they just keep going. No, 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 no. That is literally like a divine, like you're getting a little drop from the heavens. Like take that, note that, recognize that. And then how does it apply? And try not to overanalyze it. That's my trouble is I try to, I kind of overanalyze things. I overanalyze everything, but like I do overanalyze my intuition a little bit, but it's like, take it at face value. And then again, trust whatever piece of insight is coming through you. And then listen in, just like be able to clear your mind in order to access that what the true meaning behind it is and try not to like project what you think it could be or what's even been occurring in the past necessarily because sometimes I'm like oh I saw this this must mean this well it can I think it changes depending on what's going on and I think I experience this more of like I ask for omens from my angels so and my spirit guides so I'll say can you send me a color like and so then I know and honestly it happens a lot with people so I'm like okay I've been fit like right now I'm wearing all black and I've been on this black and red kick. God knows why I don't. So I've been dyed my hair red. <laughs> well, I have red hair right now, straight up. And then I was like, I'm going to start wearing all black. So I've just been wearing all black for like a week. Um, I don't know why. Again, I don't, I don't do these things. This, it comes through me. I feel like it's a clear knowing. So I just like, okay, all blocks, my thing, I guess. And so then I start noticing that then there's people that come up in my life and they're doing the exact same thing. So then it's like someone I know, then they're wearing all black with red. And I'm like, that is so strange that that was the case when I feel like I'm supposed to be doing that. And then I talk to them and then they have this really profound thing that they say to me. And I'm like, holy shit. I like, and then I find out that they're clairvoyant or they have some kind of clear. And I'm like, or then we start talking about like how our intuition's been guiding us recently. And there's just like a sync. And then it's like, I'm not in this alone. I, there's other people out here that are experiencing this firsthand as well. And this could also be an animal or an angel number. I see angel numbers all the time. And so then, and then angel numbers mean different things. So then also it's accessing that, like what is coming up? What is the number? And how is that again, helping you, directing you to be able to live hopefully more seamlessly is how I I try to perceive it. Right. And ultimately for our highest self. So that's how I will sometimes experience it, but it comes up differently for different people. Like, especially if you have the psychic where you're just seeing the image within your mind's eye, it's going to be different. When you have more experience and trust your clairvoyance, you know that a traffic jam is going to affect your party and you'll probably make the adjustments in the day or time just or adjust your expectations. We don't wake up every day amazed that we find we have a hand that is doing all of these things for us. Our awareness of our hand is there and it isn't conscious and so it can slip under the radar unless we feel pain or pleasure. So clairvoyant information can be like that. We hear so many things all day. We see so many things all day on social media, within our families, on the news, on TV. It can be quite overwhelming. And if we aren't fully conscious of everything we sense all the time, we could not just, we just could not process it. So notice what catches your attention, what stops you in your tracks. And when you feel so called and so pulled, 
note it. And so that's like my biggest thing for my intuition is when something really like, it is like, I'm like, what the heck? And I don't know why, but I always pause then. So it's the pause, I get clear, I close my eyes or even I'll just take a deep breath. And then I trust whatever my intuition guides me from that point. So that's the look down, that's look around, that's make eye contact, it's to say something what have you trust me this happens to me all the time and i just believe in that and it has been a huge opportunity for me to connect with people i wouldn't normally for me to expand my life for me to be able to i hope and truly what i'm trying to do is to make the world a better place so now we'll dive into clear audience so this is how i experience my clear the most probably and um, a clear knowing and a feeling (laughs) clear knowing feeling smelling sometimes we got a few that are kind of popping up here and now and then again, but this one's the one I probably rely on the most as like um, a way to um, activate and really be able to react to my environments and how I um, kind of take direction the best. So a clear audience is someone that um, you, so I'm, I promise you, I've been doing this for a long time and I, there is very much a strong connection for this for within the mental health world. And so I've been very honestly scared to tell people that I can do this because it's like, I feel like they think I'm crazy, which I'm not crazy. And I can definitely turn it off whenever I want to. But there is this idea that I get a very clear messages whenever I um, need direction. So like I said, it comes up and it's very concise and it's very calming. So it will be more often than not, sorry, I'm like getting nervous talking about this, um, but there's like, <laughs> um, but it's like, I, and like I said, when I was younger, it was like, go home or take a left instead of a right. Um, now, so what I'll do it now is like, okay, I'll ask my intuition. And so now it's like a phrase that it will usually be like, sometimes like bingo, or that's it, or trust me, trust myself, trust yourself. Like, um, that's right. You're spot on, spot on bingo. Like bingo is what it is now. I don't know why bingo is what comes through for me. Um, it's like bingo. And then I'm like, okay, cool. So it's like, if I'm like looking through clothes, I'll like kind of go through and try to pick out my outfit. And then I'm like, okay, what color do I want to wear? And then I'll even hear like, go left or go right. Um, look to the left, look to the right. And then I'll look, I'll pick something out and then that's it. And I'm like, oh, this is perfect. So then I'll start putting it on. Um, and that's again, how I kind of navigate. Um, so I also can channel. So when I teach yoga, I very much go into receptive mode. I try to clear my mind and I just allow whatever to flow through my mouth as comes out. And more often than not, I don't know why I'm saying what I'm saying. Like sometimes I have a clear idea that that's, I'm like, okay, this is an intention. I'm calling that in, but even that comes to me. Like I'll be in front of the classroom and I'll be like, you know, my intention today, maybe I've thought about it all day, or maybe the moment I walk in the room and I'm just kind of receiving from the group around me. I have incredible groups of students that I think very much trust me and we hold space for one another. And so I'm able to then tap into them when I walk into their space. And I can honestly do this around most people, which can be very overwhelming. Um, And so I'm very conscious to be able to create barriers, to create boundaries instead of barriers. So I very much recognize that I can also be receiving input from a lot of different people all around me. And that can be very, um, you know, kind of like... um, like overwhelming, but like some systems overload, right? So I've recognized, okay, let's separate. I also feel people too. So I feel people's emotions and their thoughts a lot of times. So then it's like, they're feeling anxious. I feel anxious. Is that my anxiety? Is that their anxiety? I'll talk about that later with, um, clear sentience too, but, um, which is clear knowing, but, um, or clear feeling, but I, um, I have to recognize like, okay, I'm saying this, I trust in this. And this has been again, over time, very much a process for me to understand and to learn and to utilize to my best ability. And I'm still getting a hang of it. So, um, I will, and, but I want to be a conduit. I want to be a conduit for the divine. And I recognize that within that, if I channel and I allow the words to flow through me, like to have that clear divine insight and then for it to be expressed without any, um, 
like uh, filters and that's what I've been really taking the last couple of years is to exercise how to remove the filters from it so that it can be as pure as possible when it's delivered because more often than not if I try to apply my my projection of what I think that should say or why I should be saying it or how someone's going to receive it it doesn't land correctly and so I have to be truly like no like flow to be able to say it in the exact phrase or wording that needs to be said and then people are like wow you know i really needed to hear that or that's so weird that you said that because i just heard this person say something similar a couple days ago and it stuck with me and now you're bringing it up again so it's like a reminder that maybe i should be paying more attention to that you have no idea how often this happens to me every day every day every day so it's a gift through and through and I recognize it as that. It's a little overwhelming. It's hard sometimes for me to navigate, but I'm learning more and more as time goes on. And I really do want to help people by understanding this. And so how do I use my gifts and how can I share it with others to be able to hopefully be able to give us direction and to be able to, again, make life easier for the people that are around me. And so I, um, I would say that those are different ways that it comes up. And even she says like, this is like a way to know if this is for you. Like you're listening to a story. This is why coaching has been really powerful for me because I work with people and I'm able to hear them say something or even just in conversation, people bring this up often. Like I'll be in conversation with someone and they'll be telling me a story and they'll be listening and then, you know, kind of get clear. And I try to be really present when I communicate with people for that reason. And I let whatever wants to come out of me, come out of my mouth. And people are always like, Whoa, like I really needed to hear that or thank you for that. Or, wow, like I never thought about it like that. And, and especially if they're open to receive from me, it's even more profound. Um, and it just kind of comes out and they're like, well, how'd you think about it? And every time I'm like, I have no idea. Cause I don't, it's not necessarily me. It's something that's moving through me and I'm allowing it to. And that's the gift. That's why you have to recognize that it's not about you and who you are. It's about who your spirit is and how it wants to be expressed within this lifetime. And I so happen to be able to have the opportunity to be able to share insight into another world and into others' lives in a way that I don't even fully understand myself. But I know that it helps a lot of people. And if that's the case, then I'm going to keep doing it and I'm going to keep trying to be better at doing that too. And I think that you can access this for yourself and recognize what your gifts are and then to be able to actually be able to um, share them in a way that only you can. You are unique. Only you can do what you do. And so, um, you know, it's a, there's a sense of responsibility, I think, that comes with this, too. OK, so other times you may be channeling a spirit around you without knowing it so you might be hearing your higher self you might be hearing a spirit you might be hearing a spirit guide and so just like recognize try to remove the self-consciousness and the anxiety if this is something that you can do and that's again my biggest concern and the hardest obstacle i've had to overcome is removing the insecurity or feeling like it'll sound weird um I don't know. And if it does, it does. And now I just don't give a fuck. But um, suddenly, yeah, you feel compelled to say something. It won't be something you previously wanted to say or that was been weighing on you or analyzing a situation. It'll pop up every out of nowhere and be very clear. But trust when it comes through and it's clear and it feels true. Sometimes I heard words that I didn't know the meaning of in my waking life. When I risked saying them, as I learned with my mentor, Eric, so this is from the book, even when it felt crazy because I knew it wasn't coming from me, it always turned around to be relevant to the person sitting right in front of me. Positive guidance, your own or a spirit guide, angel or ancestor will always be simple, non-directive, and will give you a sense of relief and clarity exactly what I mean like it it comes through and it's like it just feels so natural to be able to just expel this and the reaction and the sense of gratitude that comes from this especially when I'm speaking with others has been more rewarding than anything else and um you know, I just think that over time, it's been something that I'm just grateful for. Um, but it can be a little tricky to maneuver. So um, clearing your mind, slowing it down, not thinking for periods of time is very important for me. I have to ground a lot because of all of this, too. Um, I went to intuitive years ago, and I'm a purple indigo in, um, 
aura. And she was like, oh, well, you have gifts. Every purple indigo has gifts. Purple is the more spiritually inclined, a little bit more of the performer, the creative. And then the indigo is the intuitive. So I'm literally like a like an intuitive performer in a way. Podcast. Why? So I have a podcast. Um, and she was like, what's your gift? And I was like, well, I can hear things sometimes. <laughs> and she was like, trust it. It'll, it'll start to get stronger. And there's going to be, it's going to be a way for you to be able to communicate some really profound things to people that would have never been able to hear them otherwise on their own. And that's how I take it. And so I, you know, take it with a grain of salt, but then also like recognize the barriers, the, the boundaries that I have to establish to be able to make it my own, to be able to ground into myself. Cause it's easy for me to be up in the space, taking baths, movements, working out, being in nature, literally putting my hands on ground. I'm cleansing my energy constantly. I'm also an empath. So I kind of take in other people's energy too. So I have to constantly cleanse myself. Trust me, it's a fucking process to be able to stay centered in all of that. And it's been a learning curve because I didn't always understand it. And especially as I stepped more into it, it became harder for me to control. And I had to take time and make mistakes along the way in order for me to be able to center myself once again. And now I feel like I'm in a really good space to be able to utilize it, to be able to access it when I need it, and also to be able to turn it off when I need to just operate my day to day. And sometimes it's really useful in my day to day too. I use it a lot in written communication. I use it a lot in, um, and I'll just like really like step back. I'll kind of be like, okay, what do I need to say? And how can I say this even in work? And I'll like close my eyes. I'll breathe for a few moments and then I'll write something out. I try not to think about it too much or even in text messages and different things. And it is praise, praise the Lord. It works. So if that's a gift you have, I would love share it with me, talk to me about it. Let's, let's communicate about this because it can be a little hard to recognize and to understand. Um, so let's do this together. Again, this is, I'm creating these things because I want people to be able to have, um, someone else that they can lean on when they're figuring it out. Okay. Clear sentience is the clear feeling. If you identify as an empath, you have a higher degree of capacity to feel others' feelings, including physical feelings. Clear sentience occurs when you have a very strong and sudden emotional and physical sensation that you know is not yours. So again, if you are around someone and they, you can tell they're kind of feeling a little anxious and then suddenly you start to feel really anxious or you look at someone and it's like the fear of God is in them and you're like, why do they feel this way? But you can feel it too. And then you're like, now I feel afraid, but there's no reason why I should feel afraid. So I don't think I'm feeling afraid. Like I think this person's feeling afraid. Yeah. A little overwhelming. As you might imagine, I have this one too. So this, but it's true. And so, but then the capacity to be empathetic because of that it's leaps and bounds. It is literally like next fucking level because then you can feel exactly what someone's experiencing. So you can be there with them and empathize and understand in a way that just not an average person can. But when you do this again, cleansing yourself, having the boundaries, setting all of these things up so that you don't carry it with you later on is what I feel like has been my, again, obstacle that I've had to overcome in order for me to access this, but again, within reason so that I'm able to show up for others. And again, within the coaching world, within like when I'm, you know, I've been a counselor and kind of in education. So like, these are all incredible ways for me to be able to connect with people and to be able to sense where they are and to be hopefully, you know, a conduit for them to be able to help direct them and help them overcome something, an obstacle that they don't know how to do on their own. And for me to understand and be able to share something with them or to be able to listen in a way that just others aren't going to be able to hold space for them because they can't truly feel the same thing. So this can be overwhelming as well. Having a lot of alone time, kind of cutting up from the world, putting down social media, taking breaks are all very important for you not to be constantly kind of bombarded with all of these feelings from other people around you. So if, and then that's how we learn feeling it out. Is this mine? Is this something I want to take with me? Or is this someone else's? Once you start looking around at the perfect kitchen and perfect molding in the windows, you'll get an overwhelming sense that you want to cry. This is like an example of how you might feel. This happens to me often. You don't understand why it's happening because you have a great mood all day and you just don't really feel sad about anything in your life. And then you're very likely receiving a clear sentience about the house and the people that were previously in it. You may inquire about the history of this house and discover a messy divorce or a loss of parental parent recently and you felt the grief in the home. That happens. And so like it can be within a physical space, not even just like exactly when you're communicating and engaging with someone. It could be within an area. Like I'll never forget I was down in um, Atlanta and uh, my ex and I were walking 
And we just, on full disclosure, we were both hungover. And so we just wanted to take a walk outside. So we were walking and I was like, I felt this very, very instant shift. And he's super um, um, intuitive as well. So I was like, did you feel that? And he was like, I did. And I was like, what's going on? Where are we? And so then I was like, is this, but it was like heavy, like super heavy. Like, I don't like, I don't know how else to explain it. It felt heavy and like sad and like just put like this very like strong feeling like it was like a presence I just didn't I haven't felt that I honestly that's how few far between that's why I'll never forget it and I was walking um and just like I was moved by it and um I was walking and then literally within seconds we stumble upon Martin Luther King's grave in Cloretta and then we then realized Ebenezer Church, the memorial for him, and like where it has tons of his artifacts and like different, you know, pieces and memorabilia around Martin Luther King was all there. And we walked, we and then was like, well, let's go in. And so we walked in and then we walked around and I was like moved to tears and to hear him speak and to hear his message. And so much of what he was talking about is that clear knowing within himself, that clear feeling and how he used that as a guide for himself as well. And he felt, you know, very much was obviously connected. He was a pastor, so he was very much connected to his intuition in that way and to hear it through God's messages. And again, like we all have a gift. And I felt that from the moment that I walked into that space and that neighborhood and then to feel to understand that that's why I felt that way again those are moments where we get reminded that it's not just in your head it's not just you're not making it up it's truth and I was forever moved by that day and forever changed um, by experiencing that firsthand but to be in the actual presence of it all made me understand and respect it on such a different level than I could obviously I've always been a huge fan of Martin Luther King Jr. who isn't but like you know white supremacists <laughs> so that's not funny but okay they might not be but like I think anyone that's progressive that anyone has any recognition of what truly the world is headed in the direction that we're all going to be in is this idea of community and connection and unity and equality and he was very much forefront of that and our lives would not be the same and as someone who's part black and is mixed I know that my life would not be the same without the movement that he did and the changes that he made within our society as a whole. And so to be in his space, to feel his energy was like, I'll never forget it. And that's, again, that's how these gifts can help us, right? It's giving us the opportunity to be able to tune into something that's beyond anything that we could ever really comprehend in the physical sense. Like there's not a way to analyze it, but it can be felt very much so. So, um, yeah, so you can feel sometimes grief, sadness, but then you can also feel happiness, elation, joy, love, all of those things can come into it. You know, when you're around someone and they like, just make you so happy, you know, like you're around them, they make you laugh. They just like feel lighthearted. Like you just feel good whenever you're with them and it's their energy that you're feeling, you know, that it's actually shifting it's alchemizing the environment and it's producing a higher vibration. And I try to be that for people around me and for myself. And then also like the other people, when I'm around that for them too, I'm always so grateful because I love to be able to feel that. But then also as an empath, I recognize I'm more sensitive to that so I'm actually really selective of who I spend time with too and I also do need a lot of alone time as well and it's because I recognize I am constantly taking on from others um so to cleanse that to be able to take a shower at night to be able to say you know I give back whatever energy is not mine and I return all the energy that is is mine at the end of the night is a great grounding exercise for me and I learned that from my friend Sarah Novak who's a great intuitive and breathwork um facilitator um so there can be different things you can do to help kind of um you know process all of these things and to hopefully come back into you and yourself each time so then there's clear alliance which is the clear smelling so you might feel a whiff of roses i sometimes feel this um not often but it comes up here and there um especially if like i'm thinking of someone and then I'm like, I get like a strong whip of something. And then I like see them later and they're like, oh, I was cooking this. And I'm like, no way. Yeah, I think that the sense of the sense of smell can come through in a lot of different ways. If you think about it, one of our most primal senses is smell. Um, so there's like a certain smell of something that reminds you of someone or maybe a, one way I've heard it is like, they think of someone like, you know, someone that's passed in their life that maybe had a very distinct perfume that they used to wear or cologne, and then they'll smell that as they're getting this feeling over them. So I've heard that from a few different people, um, that that's how it comes up. But um, I don't 
experience that too often it comes up once in a while or I smell like a sense of like a, like a p- sense of the beach or something like that when I'm feeling like um like a sense of home um sometimes that'll come up for me but um yeah it's, it's not as few and far between but I definitely have heard this from a lot of people and then clear tasting as well so you might just like feel a little bit of taste of like maybe a snack that again that reminds you of someone or like a sweet treat that um, you know brings up a person that has been in your life or a different time period or something like that. I think that that can come up too. Um, and then I was talking about this earlier. So the um, psychometry, the clear tangency, is like the touching of an object. And I love the way that um, Catherine um, describes this because she says, the law of vibration um, referenced by Bob Proctor basically states that everything is in constant motion and, and he's generally referring to as a vibration. There is no such thing as being at rest or motionless. According to the proposition of Proctor, everything, even objects that everyone believes or considers non-living things are actually moving. So, however, if this is composed of a series of lower moving particles and over time the dry can, the wood can dry out, warp, or twist depending on the continued exposure to things like heat, even when changes are very subtle. So even like something that is, um, you know, not moving or something like that can still hold a vibration. And when we feel that or when we're attracted to certain things, it's maybe the person that created it, um, the seamstress that made a particular item or someone like if you shop secondhand, I do this a lot. So it's like I shop secondhand and something that naturally pulls me in. And it's like maybe it's that feeling that that person that wore it or the reverence that they had for that particular item is what I'm feeling or even just the maybe confidence that someone felt when they were wearing it. I have this one really long red um, trench coat. It's like my favorite trench coat. I got it for like 40 bucks and it is fabulous. It's kind of like tangible way of like feeling an object or maybe a ring or something that's been held by someone that's for a long time and they can have a significance to it. Um, and it's a common part of mediumship too. People that are mediums can be a way for them to be able to communicate and share um, th- feelings that they get from it. And the, the most common ways that people find their intuitive nature is through this like kind of knowing. And I feel like when I start to talk to people that are intuitive, they're or if they don't, they're kind of entering into it or I can kind of feel it from them, but they don't necessarily, they haven't explored it very much. I'm like, you're intuitive, aren't you? And they're like, yeah, like I kind of just know some things or I feel like I, I know like when something's about to happen or I know that, you know, I've like gotten divine insight or like I've seen like, you know, a um, butterfly and felt this like calmness. And I felt like that was a symbol of my grandmother or something along those lines. It comes up quite often. So there's this like knowing that comes along with it. And that's Claire Cognizant. And I would definitely say that that's one of the first ones I remember really accessing when I was younger. And like I mentioned before, like leaving somewhere, just kind of getting this gut feeling where I just like it would react. And then I'd be like, okay, I'm going to follow that because for some reason that's my intuition speaking to me in that way. I don't think I rationalized it that much when I was younger, but definitely was a truth. And I noticed over time, if I kept listening to it and acting on it, that I actually would um, benefit me and that it was working in my favor. So I think it's probably one of those staple um, clairs that opens up someone up to kind of their other gifts that they may have. And most people, if you have that, then you probably have one of these other gifts too. So it's about accessing it. It's about being available to it and really just listening to yourself and kind of almost tapping in. Okay, I feel this way. I have this knowing, well, how do I know? Is it something, it's a flash, a a visual that I'm seeing? Is it a sense of smell or a sense of um, feeling that kind of comes over you? Not just like, I feel like Claire Cox, it's like the knowing is like more of like this, like, like the thing is, is I get it audio. So like, it's always like, this is going to happen. Very concise, very short and direct, very to the point. And so, and then it's like calmness, peace that I feel. So then that's it. But then there's also just like, if I see something, I read something. And then as soon as I read it, it's like, it really just like strikes me in my dome. You know, it's like, whoa, like that's, that's some truth. That's some other truth right there. Like, that's also like a way that I can feel that too, or this knowing. So if you do have this, this is kind of that staple, the foundation, a lot of the other ones are working from, then I would say like, it's probably something to explore. How are you accessing this information? How is it coming up for you? And what's the pattern that you're recognizing and seeing? And then you'll be able to recognize which gift it's actually stemming from. And 
ultimately like what we, I like, and she talks about this a lot and just looking down at my notes, but, um, and like, I think most people feel it's like they're a very pure person. Like they feel it. Um, and they don't really analyze it. They don't try to understand it. They just know. And I would say like, have a, like literally all of my best friends around me, or at least this, because they all just know things. Like one of my best friends, Mags, like I got, um, engaged the day that I got engaged. I was down in um, California visiting her and one of my other good friends, Kari. And, um, we were chatting and she goes, you're getting, you're going to get engaged today. And I was like, and I literally was like, that's impossible because I never told Kyle what my ring size was. So he doesn't know he hasn't ordered the ring yet. We talked about it. We'd already kind of known that was the direction we're going to go into, but still. And so then, um, and then she was like, nope, you're getting engaged today. It's just going to happen. Um, and so then later in the afternoon, we literally were going to this like little boat area. And I, like, I was like, did he say anything to you? And she's like, no, I just know. And then we, um, went and then he proposed. We literally went around Balboa Island and we were getting on this boat that we were going to take with like my two girlfriends. And he wanted to propose in front of them, which is actually very sweet. I did slap his ass, um, on the way to the boat, hit the ring box. Funny enough, didn't mean to. Um, and so then he was like, Oh shit, she knows I have the ring. That's why she slapped my butt. <laughs> nope. Just me being a pervert. And <laughs> <laughs> and um I do love to slap people's asses. I don't know why. I find sincere enjoyment in it. But um <laughs> it's so true that's real that's real life. Um but I uh so I slapped it and then um then he like so he proposed to me like on the street like in the middle of nowhere and I like had no idea what he was doing. Anyways, I that the thing is is like they I'm so good with other people and what's going on for them and like what they're future holds. And like, if they ask me a question, I can like usually intuitive pull from it and I'll kind of tap into my intuition or I'll kind of like lean in. I do some, I do some, a, a couple of exercises in order to get me into that more receptive mode. And, uh, but for other people, no problem. It breeze comes right out for myself. Hell no. I don't, I don't fucking know. Sometimes I do know like certain things I do, but it's like things I want to know. I feel like it's when we're grasping, when we're trying to force it, when we want to figure it out, when we want to predict so that we can like ultimately control something. Um, it never works for me. And that's usually like half the time what I'm accessing. <laughs> um, but I, um, I'm, I'm, doing better about kind of just like leaning in and the right messages come when they're ready though. The right messages, the right knowing knows like that's going to appear when, you know, I feel like universe thinks that you're prepared for it and you're ready for it. So like trying not to force those things, not making it feel like, okay, great. like, and it's also don't project. Sometimes we'll create fantasies, we'll create desires of what we want. And so then we will like do like, we'll kind of pursue that and like visualize that and then believe, oh, this is our intuition speaking to us. This is giving like, this is what's going to happen. And I can't wait. I believe in manifestation. I think you can create your reality. I do think that if you really focus your energy on something and take the action aligned with that reality, it will naturally come to you because you're matching the frequency. However, when it comes to your intuition, try not to kind of make it up. Don't make it up. Okay. Cause it's just going to backfire and you're going to get frustrated and it's not going to work. And like, I've done it before. Like I've had these moments where I was feeling really deeply intuitive. I was so synced up. I was getting all of these universal truths. And then I was like, I feel like I was just like on one. <laughs> I was just going too far. Like things are going crazy. And so like, you got to rein it in, keep it simple, stay humble, be able to like own into what's going on and recognize that everything's progress. Everything's a journey. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to be always be immediate. But even if you get this internal knowing that something might be coming in your future, lean back, wait for it. It will arrive when the time is right. So like, and that I was even talking to someone the last weekend who then ended up telling me how he was like, he was super intuitive that he actually saw auras. I was at a birthday party. It was a friend of somebody's, um, of the birthday girl. And then, and funny enough, I like naturally gravitated to him. I started talking to him and then I find out that he like sees auras that he's deeply intuitive and that he's like had all this stuff and I could feel that energy from him. And so then we got a really good conversation, but it was good because I don't, I don't know if he necessarily talks about these things all the time. And it was important because again, we're not alone. There's other people that can confirm that. And then we're able to bounce off of one another and to support one another as we're kind of navigating this path. 
And I was really grateful that we were able to have that conversation because, and he was like, I just know things and I just know it to be true. And then I share it. And sometimes I feel like I should, sometimes I feel like I shouldn't. And that's the hard part is discerning when it's appropriate to be able to share this information. Uh, That's the harder part for me because I just blurt things out and I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to say it, whatever. Like, obviously everyone's thinking it, but not always, not always. And so just use your, your own sense of discretion when it feels right, when it feels comfortable. And also always know that you can recognize, you can pause, you can ask yourself for that guidance. Is this the right time to bring this up? I read meeting your soul by, um, Alyssa Marine or Alyssa Romeo. She is so incredible. She is such a blessing. Um, she's such a gift. She's deeply intuitive. Does I've done a couple of sessions with her too. And she just is so spot on. And she talks so much about meeting your soul and talking to your soul, communicating with your own inner wisdom. Because I think we have spirit guides, we have ancestors, we have all these people looking out for us. We have angels, that's what I believe. And then we also have our soul, our own intuition that has been the essence of us that's been reincarnated multiple times for older souls, a few more times than younger souls. Trust me, you don't even want to know how deep I go into all this stuff because I've been really investigating and researching this because I've always felt a sense of knowing about certain things ever since I was really young. I was always, people always say you're an old soul. You just have this like calmness to you. And I just know things and I don't know how I know those things, but I know them. And I truly believe it's my soul that's helping guide me because I am just a drop of the ocean of the universe, right? But I can tap into the rest of the universe. I can tap into the rest of the ocean when I feel it's appropriate to when I need to. And at this point, I'm really working to be able to be in flow with that on a regular basis in a constant way. And then with that, when I access that on a regular basis, then I am just kind of like serving up anything, allowing the messages and the knowing and the willingness to be able to be a conduit for the divine. But in that process, it can be a little overwhelming and there's going to be some pitfalls that I run along to as I'm navigating this and as I'm learning how to be able to share this. So again, know that it's not instant. Don't need, don't feel the need to tell everybody what you're doing. If you don't want to only share what you feel comfortable to. And when you do feel comfortable, I would really say, seek out a community around you of people that are in a similar boat. So you can support one another as you navigate through this. It's difficult and it can feel lonely. It can feel really isolating sometimes. And it can also feel like you're the only one and you're not. And I can tell you that right now, because I'm one that's been experiencing this for very many years. And I've been very blessed. I went through um, Sahara Rose's Dharma coaching program. And literally she, if you look up Sahara Rose, she's like, she's fucking on one and I'm feeling her all the way. You keep going, girlfriend. I love you. Um, but she deeply talks about this with a very much a willingness and she is living her truth. She's living her Dharma and she's sharing her gifts and such. She is so in alignment with why she is meant to be here on this earth and is living that in every single way possible. And in the way that feels genuine and authentic to her. And she's an inspiration. And I think that she's also talked about the Claire's and that was a part of her, um, coaching program was about learning about the clairs as well. So how can we allow and tap into giving uh, permission to others to be able to use their gifts and to recognize them and to utilize them within their lives to make, again, the world a better place for you and for others as well. So um, some, I think that we all get strong feelings in life at some point. This is from um, a little bit of intuition. There is nothing more wonderful than a strong knowing surrounding a life decision or a positive event. You know your daughter's having twins and she does. You know someone likes you and the relationship unfolds. You know that your book project or project or book will succeed and manifest easily. It feels magical to feel in alignment. We also know that there are painful events too. Not fun to live, but we often are be way ahead of the game and more effective dealing with them. We know that someone's not coming home from the hospital. We know that someone is usually bringing, there's, um, they're in denial and we're bringing more stress by talking about it. We know that a sudden ache or pain is more serious. So we go to the doctor right away. We know that a couple isn't compatible and won't last. So we can be sensitive and helpful and supportive of the transition. It's the endless things you will just know that you can act upon. There's a vibration in everything in the universe. You can develop your sense to the point where you can recognize certain vibrational patterns and know the difference know with confidence what they are in every profession and field there's been a mastered skilled or body of knowledge and there's a precise sensation or quality vibration this expert recognize and can respond to mediums also have this possibility as well and then as people who are intuitive we are the experts within that realm 
right? Like we are the light beings that are here to help others navigate life. So accessing this, listening to it, building upon it, expanding on it will give permission to others that surround you. You will be an opportunity and a light for so many people. And I think that I struggled immensely to come to terms with all of this. This has been something I've been exploring for over a decade now at this point. And I am just now within the recent years becoming truly comfortable being able to express myself and what I'm experiencing. And I think in private and, you know, one-on-one conversations, I might be more willing to share, but I always felt like an outsider. I always felt like no one understood me. I always felt like I was weird because I was able to do these things. And now I recognize that I'm not alone, that there's a lot of other people out here that are doing this. And now I'm seeking those people out to be able to build a stronger community. And now I feel like it's become much more commonplace. It's talked about often. There's like a million and one Instagrams on intuition and sharing it and being mediums and psychics and all these things. And it's all coming out. People are getting more willing to see it and see the truth within it. And I encourage you that if you're getting pulled in this direction to have the bravery and the courage to be able to show up, even if it's just for yourself to not ignore it, to not dim it down, to not dim your light, not to, to silence something that is coming up stronger and stronger within you, because ultimately it's not going to go away. I can tell you that right now. So listen to it, learn it, try to understand it, and then be able to incorporate it into your life. And even in the most simple of, of ways of getting dressed in the morning, um, navigating your route to work, or into more extreme things, into relationships, into um, big life decisions. Like I've made all of my life decisions based off of my intuition and they've never guided me wrong. They may have been painful. They may have been difficult. They may have been tumultuous to say the least, but I ultimately have arrived where I needed to be. And I wouldn't have done that if I hadn't trusted myself from the beginning. And sometimes you access that through meditation. Sometimes you ac- I access a lot of that information during breath work. I access a lot of that information with journaling. I access a lot of the information of slowing my mind down to be able to tap into my intuition, listening to podcasts, understanding, and just really becoming in tune with myself so that I could hear my intuition so I could use it as a guide and then tap into my more specific gifts in order to be able to use those again as more of direction and my compass. And it just becomes like it's a whole fucking navigation system. Now it's like at six different sonar systems and it's like all tapped in and I'm like, ding, 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 synced up. And I am grateful. And I feel like I am allowing myself to be who I was always meant to be. And it's taken me a long time to get here. So again, why did I start this podcast? Because I want to help others be able to do this, to navigate this, to be able to access this. And with more ease and comfort and compassion for yourself and grace for yourself as you will inevitably make mistakes, but we're all doing this together and we got each other's back. I got your back. Let me know. Reach out. I'm happy to talk about these things. I actually love it. I love hearing about people's gifts too. I love like learning like, oh, how did you access this? Where did it come up? How did you hear this? How did you see this? What's it look like? Like I'm fascinated by this. I think it's incredible. And I think it's something that is swept under the rug. It's ignored and sometimes even taboo. And I say, fuck that noise. Let's do it. Let's be who we are supposed to be. Can't see me. I'm shimmying. All right. I love you. Thank you for being here. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Happy to talk through it. Find me on the gram at Farachino or um, on my website, coachingwithfair.com. And Farah is spelled F-E-R-R-A-H. Love you. Bye.